Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So yesterday, I made a few mistakes on the episode, and I just want to correct that before we get started. That was when I was mentioning Al Capone. Well, a couple things that I said was incorrect, that he died in jail because of tax evasion. Well, come to find out that he actually was released because of bad health. He only had an 11-year sentence, and a few years after his release, he died due to those health complications, and he had a heart attack and all sorts of other things. But the reason why I just wanted to mention that and correct that really quick is because I've been really thinking about the accountability that... That I do have in the space, considering the fact that I do have this platform now that I'm sort of uh, venturing in from the area of just someone who's having complete fun in this space as someone who's actually looked to as a quote unquote authority figure as much as I don't really see myself in that way. But I do start to realize that the things I say can definitely uh, impact what different people are thinking and how they're making their decisions. I came into the space as someone who is just in love with the space. I feel like I'm a kid again and I'm researching all this stuff and I want to have these conversations, and I've said it many times. However, when I'm in this space, I'm seeing a lot of people that they're building influence and they're getting people to make actual decisions based on the things that they say, whether that is their original intention or not. But that is exactly what is happening. And I realize that the more episodes I release, the more I speak with people, the more I interact, I can have that effect on other people. So that Al Capone thing, it really is a minor thing, but I just wanted to correct that. And going forward, if I do make any mistakes on episodes, I'm going to have a little segment where I make some corrections or say I had a slip of tongue or whatever it is, and I ever say something wrong, you know, feel free to uh, give me a shout out on Twitter. Let's say, for example, I said the first NFTs that were out were the CryptoPunks. And well, that is not true, but although a lot of people do say it, feel free to reach out to me and say, you know, yesterday you said XYZ or in the States XYZ. And I really just wanted to say that I don't think you considered this project that was out before, whatever it is, you know, don't feel shy. I'm very open to corrective, uh, constructive criticism and what have you, correction. You know, there's no egos. And when you're putting out as much content that I am, there's bound to be mistakes. And with that said, this whole space of being an authority figure. And I see a lot of people on Twitter or in spaces, and they're really using that platform in a way that does influence people. And I've been really challenged by uh, several people that I really respect indirectly by some of the comments that they have made to be uh, more open, more doxxed, if you will, and having a little bit more transparency in what you're doing. And and two people in particular that I'm going to actually call out by name are Brian Fanzo and his podcast, things that Gary V is saying, and a few other people that, you know, I've heard just might not have the stage that those two have. I've heard in Twitter spaces and a little bit discouragement and like a little bit of areas that they're having. Having where there is an, a quote unquote influencer in the space that's promoting something and is trying to try to make a profit off of these suggestions and comments. And well, that is definitely not my intention. And I am one who does regard my reputation and everything very important. And so much so that is sort of why I was saying certain things like there's no price on your reputation and, you know, paying taxes versus going to jail it's a no brainer. And especially as someone who's coming from a family business with a background in building up a local reputation, right? Business name and a family name, what have you. And something that has been drilled in my father for like the longest time is to always do things above board. And there is nothing more valuable in business than your reputation, your name. And I can think of from even when I was little, him just trying to tell me these things, just be honest when you're in business, your name goes a long way. And my father is really old school. I'm talking about like he is 
is into uh, the name carrying on his legacy, the family that we're building and all sorts of things, his legacy, his reputation locally and all sorts of things like that is very important to him. And he instilled that into our family. Really do not do anything illegal. Do not sell drugs. Do not do uh, any kind of backdoor dealings as far as business because that stuff travels around. Not only is it going to make him look bad because he has been in business for 40 plus years locally right now and he's very respected, but then it's also going to come back to bite us in the butt in the sense that it's going to ruin our reputation when he's long dead and gone and he lived a great life. We're not going to be able to build anything upon that simply because we tried to cut corners and there's no shortcuts in business. So with that said, a little bit background about me. I kind of covered why I'm in the space. I initially came in because just the, the amazement of it brought me back to my childhood days of discovering the internet and doing e-commerce and all that stuff. Web3 really brings me back to the early 90s. But long-term play, I sort of have a Warren Buffett approach. And I know that's just throwing out the biggest investor name, right? Of course, just name dropping, but not in the sense that my whole goal is to become one of the, if not the wealthiest investor in history. But I say that to say that I'm evaluating different projects and I'm looking at things. And I've mentioned it several times that if you know anything about Warren Buffett and his portfolio, the majority of his wealth was just made from a handful of stocks, a handful of companies that he's held on to for decades. And that's sort of how I look on things is the long-term build. And I'm really not a day trader or a flipper. And trust me, I have done that with stocks. I've done that with uh, Forex. I've even done that with crypto when I first got into it. And I was like, yeah, this is way too stressful of a life. And basically it requires you to live behind the screen, always looking at numbers rather than looking at the overall structure of the thing, the fundamentals of, let's say, if you're bullish on Bitcoin, it's so much easier to dollar cost average, meaning that every paycheck or every um, first of the month or whatever date that you pick that you just consistently put that amount into it as long as you have long-term faith in the system. And that's the same thing as holding stocks. So when Warren Buffett bought into Coca-Cola and McDonald's and all these things, well, long-term, he just knew that was going to grow the value. And that's sort of how I look at things in the general uh, sense that some opportunities will present itself into a, a quick flip, if you will. But That is not the primary mission, the primary goal of going into the space. And if you notice from every episode, the intro I say as we move from pure speculation to creating real world value, it's because I'm thinking of it in the sense of building businesses on Web3. How can we use all of this application and all the fun stuff in this collecting, how we're using NFTs to really add real world value? How can this be used, especially in a business to business sense? How can I start a company serving businesses in Web3? Well, I think through NFTs is by far the best way to do it and reach the goals that I have in life. On one hand, I can go with my my father's brick and mortar approach and, and building it uh, that way and just doing what he does. But we have such different mindsets and such different personalities. I'm more of a creative person. And at the same time, too, I'm a very analytical person. I think very futuristic as far as tech and all sorts of things that I was like, okay, yes, I'm definitely in the whole business building mindset, entrepreneurial spirit. However, our personalities, our our motivations and everything are so different that I definitely cannot do it his way. I have to pave it out, do it my own way and not just ride on the 
coattails of his name and his success in life. And this is where I have a lot of similarities with Gary Vee. Anyone that has been a part of a family business or anything of that nature, and I honestly didn't even know all of this stuff about Gary Vee until recently, following him in this NFT space. I knew he was like a social media person, and I've always heard about him. All the F-bombs and things like that just sort of made me tune out from him. Yes, I knew he was someone of authority and someone that had great things and he was great for the people, but I was like, eh, you know, I, I, I really wasn't sure uh, about his content and his approach. But since coming to this NFT space, I've been really following him. I've been really impressed with him, but most so is his initial story. If you know anything about him starting in a wine business and he's overworked, underpaid, well, anyone that is the second generation, if you will, in a family business can relate to that 100% because by far I'm pulling the longest hours on staff and as far as when it comes to the dollars that you could be making in other areas and what have you, you realize that you're really not compensated for the full worth, the value that you're bringing to the table and in many times you're forced to do things that is really against your personality because when you have a highly successful parent, whether it's your mother or your father, they want you to do things their way because they think honestly that is the only way that it could be done in most cases And that's because it worked for them. So they are sold and they're convinced that that is the way you should go too. Because at the end of the day, if they're worth their salt as a parent, they want the best for you. They want you to be successful and happy in life. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to see the value that one uh, individual, a different child or whatever it is might bring to the table and how they can navigate that. So Web3 really just allows me the area, just the internet in general, not just Web3, but Web3, I feel like all my skills, all my life practices, everything that I can possibly bring to the table, whether it be speaking on a microphone, putting all of this stuff together, my creative spirit, making NFTs, my entrepreneurial spirit, marketing, the psychology of people, just being able to communicate, all of these different things just come together so beautifully in Web3 and particularly the NFT space. And really, that's why I'm here. And as far as sharing this information with you, why am I having a podcast is because I'm spending so much time in this anyways, that it's just easy for me to condense this. My whole life, I've been told I've been very good at breaking down things. So I said, you know what? Why not? do this stuff in just everyday speak. Because when I was listening to certain podcasts about crypto or NFTs, I'm hearing all these terms like white papers and all these big words and acronyms, and people are throwing around all these different things. I said, you know what? I could bring something to the table that's very different. And either way, I'm spending all this time in it. So might as well condense it down and pass it on. But the more I'm doing that and just doing this out of sheer fun and help being helpful, I'm realizing that I'm sort of in this position of being a quote unquote influencer. Although again, Again, I do not have that massive stage like a Gary Vee or a Brian Fanzo. But when I look on the audience of the people that are listening to me or interacting with me, I was thinking, well, you know, if I was having a meeting locally and that amount of people were showing up to hear me speak about NFTs and all this stuff, I would think that is a massive success. And at the same time, I don't want to lead this audience wrong. And now when you look at all these big numbers that are online with people of millions of followers and so forth, and whether it's on YouTube or it's on Twitter or whatever platform it is, and you're hearing how many downloads of podcasts and things like that, it's easy to become intimidated and say, wow, you know, I'm not an influencer. But when I really think about it, years of being in local business and being in this community and everything, I can definitely tell you, 
if I was holding meetings on a regular basis and the amount of people that are showing up to interact with me and listen to this, I would be ecstatic. So why should that really be any different online? Like, who am I competing with, really? Because if I'm truly having fun in this space and I'm sharing this stuff, I'm learning it, I'm passing on the knowledge, I'm trying to condense it down, while my goals are being accomplished at the same time, some people will see me as an authority figure, is reason enough for me to admit when I'm wrong and when I make some mistakes. And at the same time, when I'm on Twitter and different things, that I really shouldn't be necessarily just flippantly speaking about a project or trying to uh, win a promotion with a retweet or something like that, because there are people that might say, you know, wow, like you're for this project. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I, I was just trying to get a free NFT. Like that doesn't look good. Right. And going back to my father's advice and what I'm hearing about these influencers online and what have you is at the end of the day, I'm not trying to make myself or my, my family look bad. So being above board and always thinking about the responsibility that I hold uh, for the people that are listening to what I have to say really should be put at the forefront of everything that I do. And I take that very seriously. So I just want to thank you definitely for listening to this content. And if there's anything that you'd ever want some clarity on or you think I made sort of a mistake or whatever it is, just feel free to go into the show notes, look at my Twitter handle at Tropic Vibes or any of the contact information. Just reach out to me. I'm not going to bite anyone's head off or anything. I'll actually appreciate it. And as usual, thank you for listening. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.